Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 45. Many of us have a love-hate relationship with sugar. Sugar makes food taste so good. It helps give us a dopamine hit. It makes us feel good. It can have We can have some really good memories around foods that are high in sugar from our past. But also, many people feel out of control around sugar. They might even feel addicted to it might feel like they're getting more of it than they want that that serves their health, but they just don't know how to stop. So today we're going to talk about how to have a healthier relationship with sugar, some different ways you can think about it, some different things that you can do to help feel a little more in control around it. If you are new to the podcast, a huge welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And also just a reminder that this podcast is for educational entertainment purposes only. It shouldn't be a substitute for getting personalized one-on-one care from a healthcare professional, dietitian, or doctor whenever needed. All right, I'm excited to dive into this topic. So let's get going. Are you ready to be done with diets? Done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice. So you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, my friends. How are you doing? Can you believe we are in November? I cannot believe it. This year is flying by. I thought that an episode on sugar would be a good one for this time of year. We just finished Halloween. Chances are you've got a lot of candy sitting around the house. We've got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, which those holidays tend to bring, as most holidays do, tend to bring lots of treats and foods high in sugar with them. So I thought it was time. I've been wanting to do an episode on sugar for a while. To be honest, I've kind of put it off because it's another one of those tricky ones that um, has a lot of nuance around it and can be kind of tricky to tackle. (laughs) But I'm ready, and I feel like it's much needed. And so I'm really excited to dive in. So sugar, this is a topic that a lot of people tend to take a black and white approach to. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, you know that I am a huge fan of trying to stay in the gray area on most topics, and this one is definitely a topic with a lot of nuance. So I want to begin with giving you an idea of what my relationship with sugar used to look like compared to what it does looks like now. I remember years ago at Halloween time, I was just convinced that I could not buy Halloween candy 
too early. I had to wait until a day or two before Halloween, maybe a week at most. Maybe I could resist the candy for up to a week, but certainly never at like the beginning of the month because I just would eat it all. I felt like it would sit in my closet and just tempt me and I would have a little here, a little there. And by the time Halloween came around, then I'd eaten a whole bag and I'd have to go back to the store and buy more candy. Well, I remember very clearly the first year after I had been really working on intuitive and mindful eating, I decided to buy the Halloween candy early that year and it sat in the closet and I was so surprised that I just didn't even want it. It wasn't that I had this increased willpower, resistance to it, but Every time I would think of going and getting a piece and really like tune into my body, into my taste buds and think, do I even want a piece? I think almost every time, if not every time, the answer was no. I realized that the candy that I used to love so much, mostly like the little chocolate bars, had become too sweet. Like as I ate them more mindfully, I realized I didn't even like the taste of them that much. And this was a huge, huge game changer for me. And of course, with the Halloween candy, but with so many other areas of of eating sugar in my life, that same thing would happen. I'm sure part of it had to do with my taste buds had been a little bit reset as well. And my tolerance for sugar had lowered. But it was just like this foreign idea that I didn't even desire the sugar because I was somebody who always felt like I just had a really bad sweet tooth. I just for whatever reason, could not control myself around sugar. And it's not that I don't enjoy sugar. I still enjoy sweet foods, definitely. But that feeling of being out of control around them, of feeling like I could never have enough, of feeling like I had this really bad sweet tooth is gone. I don't crave them nearly as much as I used to. And so I don't eat them nearly as much as I used to. So the main thing I want to talk about today, because this is such a big topic, is... From my experience, I've seen that there are basically three different ways we can kind of think about, talk about, or view sugar. And how you think and talk about sugar really matters. It really affects your relationship with sugar. And these three different ways are, number one, people who view sugar as toxic poison that should be completely avoided, resisted, eliminated, all that. Number two, people that see sugar as this super highly desirable, maybe even irresistible or addictive substance that they just love so much and cannot control themselves around. Or number three, people who see foods high in sugar as fun foods to be enjoyed on occasion, to be eaten mindfully without guilt, and something that can be a part of a well-rounded, healthy diet. So I just want to go through kind of these three different views of sugar. And as you can see, two of those views are on the extremes, and then the one view is more towards the middle. So let's start out with that first one. Is sugar toxic? Is it poison? Is it something that we should completely eliminate and try our best to just cut out of our diet completely? Now, I don't know about you, but I've personally never seen someone or heard of anyone that has killed over and died from eating a candy bar. But I can empathize with people who are afraid of sugar because we hear a lot about studies done on people who eat a lot of sugar and some of the negative effects of that, which can include things like increased risk of depression, 
lots of excess sugar can increase inflammation in our body and our joints. It also can actually increase inflammation in our brain, which might decrease memory and neurogenesis, can lead to insulin resistance, can lead to mood swings and having sugar crashes and feeling fatigued. We know high amounts of sugar often lead to excess fat around our organs and our abdomen. It could affect our sleep if we're eating it, especially later in the day. Lots of excess sugar can cause resistance to leptin, which is our fullness hormone. So we might be feeling hungrier throughout the day. And studies have also linked a lot of sugar intake to increased risk of heart disease, cancer, and type 2 diabetes. So as you listen to these problems of excess sugar intake, then I can see how some people would be a little scared of it and feel like they just need to cut sugar out of their diet completely. But I cannot stress enough that these problems that I just mentioned, these issues, only arise when sugar is eaten in excess, either in large amounts at once, really often, or just really frequently throughout the day, day in and day out. Um, This just makes our pancreas work extra hard to try and keep our blood sugar levels in check, and it can put stress on our bodies. So it's the sheer amount that is the issue. It's not necessarily the sugar itself. Our bodies are perfectly capable of handling smaller doses of sugar just fine, especially when a food that is higher in sugar is also paired with protein and fat, which pretty much any food that is high in sugar that is found in nature is also paired with fiber or protein or fat. And this slows the sugar's absorption makes it easier for our bodies to digest, and it doesn't lead to those issues that I just mentioned. So again, it's not the sugar itself. It's, it's the amount. And yes, especially here in Western culture, in America, people are generally eating large amounts of sugar, which can certainly lead to some health issues. Also here in America, we are surrounded by diet culture because many diets demonize sugar Then we start attaching morality to how much sugar we're eating, and we start getting into some food guilt and shame around eating anything with any amount of sugar. Also, many diets encourage eating low carbs, low carbohydrates, and those cause people to crave sugar all the more because their body is screaming for carbohydrates, and sugar is one of those quick carbohydrates that the body can get that energy really fast. And when you are deprived of carbs in your body and that energy that your body needs from the carbohydrates, then you are going to have much more intense cravings for simple carbs, things that are high in sugar often. So although we can see some health issues arise when when we eat a lot of sugar, it doesn't mean that the sugar itself is poison or toxic. Sugar is simply a carbohydrate that is broken down by the body into monosaccharides and taken into the cells to be used as fuel. And it's also important to note here that basically any type of sugar, we've got all sorts of types out there, is broken down the same way. So maple syrup, molasses, honey, some of those can be broken down a little bit slower than like your standard table sugar, but it all ends up as monosaccharides in the end. All right, let's talk about this second way of viewing sugar, that it is just highly desirable and addictive and 
this amazing substance that can make us happy and solve all of our problems. Now, I totally get it when people say that they feel addicted to sugar. I have felt the same way at times, for sure. Now, I did a whole podcast episode on, quote, food addiction, back episode number 25. There's actually a lot of debate about whether or not sugar or any other type of food can be truly addictive, but you might want to go listen to that episode if you are struggling with feeling addicted to food or sugar. Here again, diet culture does not do us any favors when it deems certain foods as, quote, forbidden, because this usually makes those foods even more desirable and you feel an even greater pull towards those types of foods. Also, again, if we're starving ourselves all day, if we're not getting enough calories, if we're not getting enough carbohydrates, then it's a lot more likely that we're going to binge at night, particularly on foods high in sugar. And it can feel like the problem was with the foods that we're binging on. But the real problem is the fact that we didn't get enough to eat throughout the day. It's not necessarily those foods that you're feeling out of control around. Now, on the flip side... We also know that certain foods are manufactured to find the greatest, what's called bliss point. There are jobs out there that some people have that their job is to figure out how to manipulate ingredients, textures, flavors, aromas, etc. to be as enticing as possible, to provide as big of a dopamine hit as possible, and to get us to want to continue eating and to keep buying that product because then they'll make more money. These foods are kind of artificially manufactured, like I said, to give us a greater dopamine hit, greater than any food that we would normally find in nature. Even though getting that dopamine hit is not a bad thing, still the the sheer amount of dopamine that we're getting can be difficult for some people to resist. But again, this doesn't mean that we are powerless over these foods. And the beautiful thing about intuitive and mindful eating is that Even with these types of foods that have been manufactured to have these high bliss points, mindfully eating them, really paying attention while we're eating them can help us reach something called habituation even faster. Habituation is just the fact that generally new foods taste good to us, especially new foods that are manufactured to taste good, such as foods that are sweet and When we first eat them, they might taste really good, but the more we eat them, as long as we are eating them mindfully and paying attention while we're eating them, we get to a point where they don't taste as good as as good anymore. They aren't pulling us the way that they used to. I've seen this time and again in my life, foods that used to just be so amazing and I might find them easier to overeat and it might take longer to get to to feel satisfied because I just want to keep eating them over time and generally not even that much time of continuing to eat these foods, I find uh, they're okay, but they don't have that same reward, pleasure, and pull for me. But studies find that if you don't eat your food mindfully, if you're kind of just shoving it in or eating it with a lot of shame and guilt and not really enjoying and paying attention to it, then you don't reach that habituation as quickly or ever possibly. So I cannot emphasize enough how important mindful eating is when eating these fun pleasure foods. You get satisfied faster, which means you generally eat less. You often crave these foods less often when you're really tuning into your body and trying to figure out what your body's truly craving and not just what's popping into your head throughout the day. 
So let's move on to the third way of thinking about these foods high in sugar, and that is that they are fun foods that can be enjoyed on occasion, and on occasion is a very relative term. You get to decide what that means for you, and they can just be enjoyed with satisfaction, without guilt, without shame, and can be part of a healthy diet. This is definitely the way that I like to view foods high in sugar. I find these kinds of thoughts bring so much more peace and less fear and anxiety around foods that are high in sugar. I also just don't want them nearly as much because I know they're not off limits. They're not this amazing, desirable food that I put up on a pedestal. They're just food. It's just foods high in sugar are just a lot more neutral in my mind than they used to be. But enjoying a healthy sugar intake can feel a lot easier said than done, especially if you are in a cycle of maybe turning to food for emotional relief or comfort, or you are used to restricting and fearing foods high in sugar. It can take some time. It can take some work to get to this healthy, balanced place with sugar, but it is completely doable. Some people think that maybe abstinence would just be easier. It would just be easier to cut out all sugar or pleasure foods from their diet completely so that they don't have to deal with this, sometimes overeating them and feeling out of control and trying to allow them, but then feeling like they're going to allow too much. It can be a hard, rocky path to get to peace around sugar. I totally get it. And I'll just ask you, what do you want to do? Your body really does not need added sugar. It's not beneficial to your health in any way, your physical health at least. You wouldn't have any negative side effects if you never ate added sugar for the rest of your life. But you could also choose to keep sugar in your life and still enjoy great health. And most people I talk to get really sad at the thought of never being able to enjoy anything with sugar in it, never being able to enjoy some of their favorite foods. Some people also wonder if it's best to avoid sugar all week and then have like a cheat day or cheat meal, say on the weekends. I don't personally recommend this strategy, mainly because the problem is with doing this, you probably aren't going to be eating intuitively. You're likely just going to be trying to get as much sugar in and probably eating more than you need to really feel satisfied on those days that you're, quote, allowing those fun foods. Also, from a physiological standpoint, you'd be much better off having just a few bites every day of those fun foods, which is going to result in just a slight blood sugar increase rather than eating this maybe the same amount overall, but eating that all at once, because this is going to result in a much more drastic blood sugar spike and then drop, which is much more harmful than just having the sugar in small amounts more frequently throughout the week. Once you have gotten to the point of being an intuitive eater, much of the struggle with sugar literally disappears. And I know people have a hard time believing that, especially if you've really struggled with what feels like sugar addiction, but it is true. And this doesn't mean that you're never going to have times when you overdo it on sugar. It's completely normal to go through periods when maybe you'll eat more sugar than your body needs, particularly at certain times of the year, like now. Uh, You might have to work a little to kind of get back to a healthy sugar intake. Oftentimes during the holidays, I'll find that I am eating more sugar than usual. My tolerance for sugar might might creep up a bit, and so I might have to kind of reset that and work on cutting back again after the holidays. 
no big deal. It's really not. Remember that becoming an intuitive eater takes time and it might even take intentionally cutting back on sugar for a short time, maybe even using a little more willpower than usual just to help re-regulate your hormones, reset your taste buds, maybe break some habit loops. It doesn't mean that you're just naturally going to all of a sudden get to this place of intuitively eating around sugar. It might take some less intuitive means to get there. That's totally fine and normal. Remember that choosing to cut back on sugar for a few weeks does not mean that you plan on cutting it out indefinitely if you don't want to. In this sort of a scenario, you're only cutting out sugar to help, again, reset your body, not because you think sugar is evil or you're never going to allow it again. For some people, it might even be easier to kind of go go cold turkey and just cut out all sources of sugar for just a week or two to kind of reset your body. And for others, it might be easier or more reasonable to meet yourself where you are right now, maybe take one or two servings out per day until your intake is more where you want it to be. And this is where a lot of that nuance around sugar comes in. And it can be kind of tricky to navigate all on your own and to learn how to be an intuitive eater around sugar. So if you would like any help in this area, of course, I am always here and available. I would love to help you on your journey. Or if you decide to look for help elsewhere, that's great too. I just really encourage you to get help if needed because having a healthy relationship with sugar, it's truly life-changing. It It affects so many other areas of your life, your energy levels, your moods. I know when I was eating a lot more sugar, I would just get so frustrated by the mood swings and the grumpiness and the tiredness, and it just seemed to trickle into so many areas of my life, my parenting, my marriage, and so many areas. So that is what I've got for today. I hope that that gives you some hope and encouragement, knowing that If you happen to be on either of those extremes, fearing and having a lot of anxiety around sugar or feeling like you're just out of control and eating sugar all the time, I hope that gives you some hope to know that there is a happy balance that you can find, that sugar doesn't have to be feared. It also doesn't have to be a huge part of your life and diet. You've got this. I know so many people who have healed their relationships with sugar through intuitive and mindful eating. And I know that you can be one of those. All right. Have a fantastic day. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at helpthroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.